My entitled mom is demanding to live with me and my boyfriend in our soon-to-be house, and I honestly don't know what to do. My mom and dad wants us, meaning me and my boyfriend, to buy their house because they are having a divorce. We were thrilled because we have been searching for a house for a few years now. Sadly, they are ending their relationship on bad terms. Now, my mom keeps pressuring me to let her live with us. My dad is just cool and tells us to think wisely. First, some backstory. Me and my mom are from the Philippines and are now currently living in the Netherlands with my stepdad who I call my dad. My mom has given me CPTSD and I am also bipolar. She has physically and emotionally hurt me for years. Her reasoning for this is so that she can discipline me which is honestly just cruel and unusual punishment. The last few years she has been depressed and does literally nothing other than watch videos online on her couch. My dad has to do everything. Cook food, walk the dogs, pretty much every house store you can think of. All because my mom wouldn't lift a finger for him or anyone else in the house, including the dogs. After three years, my dad is tired and completely done with this behavior. He tried to talk to her about this, but she would just ignore him. He even asked me and my boyfriend for any kind of advice, and I told him that my mom wants to go back to the Philippines because she is happier there. My dad is a very nice person, and he definitely deserves more than her. My dad is a truck driver who works 65 hours a week. He is tired and not happy. My mom is pressuring me that after we buy their house, that she must live with us for free and that we should kick my dad out because he isn't family. My boyfriend was not amused by this as he knows that she would treat us like slaves. What should I do? It sounds like your mom is really not a good person. She clearly was very mean to you emotionally and physically as a child and it sounds like she's incredibly lazy and doesn't do anything to pull her weight. Like for three years, this guy was absolutely miserable dealing with her. And it sounds like from the original poster that this is how she acted all the way through her childhood as well. She was very dismissive and she just did not care about anybody but herself. And that's just really not fair, especially when you're a mom to kids who need you to be there for them. Not to mention the husband who was dealing with all of this by himself. So no way. If I was the original poster in this situation, there is no way on earth I would allow my mother to move in with me and my boyfriend. Especially if I know exactly how she's going to act. And honestly, you know it's bad when your father goes to you for advice on your mother. At the bare minimum, you would hope at least that a husband and wife would be working together to figure out their problems. But from the sounds of it, the mom in this situation just doesn't care and doesn't want to be involved. So yeah, I wouldn't let her in your house for a second because you can bet all of the laziness that she's exhibited in her previous marriage is only going to be inflicted upon you if you let her live with you. And that is a fact. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the link in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for receiving an award that was someone else's who just so happens to have the same name as me? Me and my friend, who I'll call Sophia, that's not her real name, have always had the same name. We re-met each other in high school and I introduced her to my friends. She then proceeded to steal my friends and talk garbage about me behind my back to them throughout the year. When I first reconnected with her, she was very fun to be around, but as time passed, I began to notice that whenever I was around her, she would just constantly be complaining about something. She then started to treat me like garbage. She would begin shushing me when I start to talk in a group conversation. She would intentionally leave me out of activities that she invited me to, and then she would more openly talk garbage about me. We were both really into theater, and over the summer, me, Sophia, and Brinley, one of the friends 
I introduced her to, which is also not her real name. We all went together to the same theater camp at the same time. It was honestly very fun, despite Sophia complaining the entire time. And we all thought we did a good job on our performance at the end of the week. Me and Sophia were the two main characters in the play, and at the ending scene, she had the last line. The line was a memorabilia of sorts to the beginning of the show. At the awards ceremony the next day, I got awards for improv as well as an all-star cast. But mistakenly, I also got one of Sophia's awards as well, all because we both have the same name. The award was for the closing line delivery. I didn't realize it at first because I just heard my full name and was excited to have gotten an award at all. I only found out afterwards when I rejoined the group. When I arrived back to them, I commented, genuinely confused, that's weird, I didn't have the closing line. After I said that, everyone proceeded to talk to me and say that it wasn't my award and that I shouldn't have gone up there. Even though some of them were were trying to comfort me, I ended up getting a little emotional and tears started streaming down my face. I was so embarrassed to have gone up there and taken pictures with the adjudicators when it wasn't even my award. Everyone in the auditorium was staring at me getting yelled at and I was humiliated. I then wrongfully lashed out and told them all to shut up because they were making a scene. I understood that was wrong of me and I admitted that later on. During the confrontation, I offered the certificate to Sophia because it was rightfully hers and they made that pretty obvious, but it was refused. Whether by her or someone else, I still don't know. After the ceremony, we all got on the bus and went back home. Hours later, Sophia texted me asking for a picture of the certificate. I sent her a picture and she texted back, Are you really going to keep it? I said that I wasn't sure and she then brought up that it wasn't mine to frame and idolize. When I said that I knew that and that I didn't want to keep it, she kept bringing up useless points just trying to argue. I brought up that it wasn't my fault they mixed it up and that I didn't know what else she wanted from me, but she demanded that I apologize even though none of it was my fault. Her exact wording. It didn't make any sense, but I did apologize after a little. She then continued with the argument even after and brought up stupid points that had already been talked about. She was going in circles at this point. She was mad she didn't get recognized. She was also mad that everyone was comforting me instead of her, and she was mad that I hadn't apologized immediately afterwards. She was also especially mad that I went up for the other awards even though they were rightfully mine. It was honestly extremely tiring to go back and forth for things she was blaming me for. I eventually asked for an apology from her for wrongfully blaming me as well as never letting me get a word in in a normal setting. She said that she refused to give me one because she knew that she handled everything perfectly, even the conversation we were having just now. She never gave me an apology yet, continuing to blame me, though she will say she wasn't, even the day after. She just wouldn't stop with the arguments and repeated points that I'd already apologized for. I had emailed the theater organization in order for them to send her another copy of the certificate, but with her name on it instead and left it at that. I did this as I did not know what else I could possibly do to try and satiate her. I stopped responding to her texts and I haven't talked to her since. So what should I do? Am I the jerk for this situation? It sounds like this really is not your fault. It sounds like it's the theater organization's fault for getting your names completely mixed up. Like they said, 
said your name, which happens to just be this other lady's name, and that you went up there by accident. It wasn't on purpose. The way your doppelganger is acting is completely uncalled for. So personally, in my opinion, I don't think you're the jerk. I think things could have been handled much better, in my opinion. But I think overall, you're not really to blame here. If anything, your friend should be pissed off at the theater organization. They completely took away from her moment, and they completely ruined your experience at camp. So if she continues to complain to you, be like, hey, call the theater organization. They've got a new certificate coming for you with your name on it. Because honestly, aside from that, there's not much you really can do. I found out that my wife is cheating on me. And worst of all, she refuses to admit it. For some backstory, my wife and I have been together for nearly nine years. We met in college, dated for three years, and are approaching our sixth wedding anniversary. We have always had a great relationship. We've had our share of normal struggles that any relationship might have as you begin to build a life with someone, but nothing major. Around May of 2021, we bought our first house, which we have been saving up for for years. It needed quite a bit of remodeling, and we, mainly me, spent months getting the house remodeled before moving in a few months later. During this time, my wife started hanging out more and more with a work friend. At first, I thought nothing of this and was genuinely happy she had made a new friend. I should note that I never did and to this day have not met this friend of hers. Around August 2021, I went on my first of many work trips that I would make over the next several months. While away on these trips, her friend would come over some nights and a few times would stay until 2 or 3 in the morning, even on a work night. This was a little weird for me and along with the constant texting and some comments made about this friend, I started getting a little suspicious. I also just had a gut feeling that I was being lied to. At one point, I actually confronted her about this. I told her how I felt and asked if there might be more going on between this friend. She said no and was annoyed that I would even think that. She even said, especially with a girl, and then questioned me like I was stupid to assume she might have an intimate relationship with this girl. I tried believing her and I just moved on. I made attempts to have my wife invite her friend to gatherings at our house, as well as when we go out with a group of friends, but she was conveniently not available. She only ever seemed to be available when I was out of town or busy doing something else. Fast forward a few months, and I still can't shake this feeling that I'm being lied to. After a little digging and some spying, of which I'm not proud of, but sometimes you just have to look out for yourself, guess what? I find out that this girl does not work with my wife and that they had met on a dating app in June of 2021. Presumably during the time that I was working a full-time job and fixing our new house on the weekends. I even overheard a FaceTime call in which they talked about intimate things they had done. I caught my wife sneaking around and going to her mom's house with this girl in the middle of the day when no one was home. I've confronted her a few times about it, but she continues to deny and tell me that I am wrong. It usually ends in an argument, and I almost ended our relationship during the last one. Since then, she agreed to stop seeing her supposed friend and we're just trying to move forward. But things just seem off now. I have so many questions still and have not received a real apology. I've never experienced depression and anxiety until now. Some days are great and things feel back to normal, but others are a struggle. I'm afraid to bring it up again because I don't want to fight. I'm questioning everything now and just want things to go back to normal. We've talked about couples therapy, but it's not in our budget at the moment. I'm worried I won't be able to ever get over this. What should I do? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a horrible situation to be in because guess what? You're probably leaning towards divorce. This lady cheated on you while you're building your mutual home together. I mean, how crazy is that? She completely lied to you behind your back and went behind your back to get with this other woman. It's obvious that you love her and it's obvious you want to try and make this work. But at what point do you need to take a stand and say enough is enough? Now, I'm not saying you should divorce this person by any means, but I think you really need to consider what kind of future you think you're going to have with her if she's actively going behind your back to get with somebody else. That speaks volumes to anything she's trying to do currently. So in my opinion, I think you really need to take a long, hard look at this situation because I personally would not want to stay with someone who has very clearly betrayed my trust. And I would do what I need to do to make sure that I'm happy and that my future is secure. Even if that means letting go of somebody who has clearly shown that they don't want me in their life. Today, I messed up by giving a distressed stranger a ride. I'll preface this by saying I know I put my myself in this situation with my stupidity. My desperation to be a helping hand to anyone and everyone has bit me in the butt so many times and could have easily messed me up this time. So if you call me an idiot after this, trust me, I agree. This happened about three hours ago. I was out at a gas station about three minutes from my house getting snacks and drinks for my family when I saw a beautiful, well-dressed woman in tears talking to the cashier. She was begging to use a phone, saying she didn't know where she was. When I got to the front, she saw me and asked if I had a phone she could borrow. She looked so scared and lost, so I said sure. I let her make a call as I finished paying and was about to leave and she followed me out. She told me how she was from the south side of town and came up north with some friends. The friends and her had a fight in the car and she got out and walked. They left her there and drove away with her phone. She said she needed to find a bus stop but had no idea which buses to take and couldn't look up bus routes without a phone. I offered to look the route up and write it down, but she was like, hey, can I pay you to take me to the closest bus station? I looked up the bus station location, and she was like, that's right by where I live. If I pay you extra, could you take me home? I hesitated, but as I said, this woman was well-dressed. She was well-made up, she had a nice purse and some nice shoes. She was gorgeous and about my age, so I'm thinking to myself, what's the harm? I've been stranded before, and it honestly sucks. I might as well get her home safely. Besides, it's only a 20 to 25 minute drive max. So I looked at her and I agreed. We set out and she gives me the address to go to. The whole time we're riding, we're talking, laughing, and telling stories. At one point, she asks if she can put on the next song, so I agree. She takes my phone and starts playing DJ. She sets the phone on her lap instead of putting it back in the cup holder. And because of that, I couldn't see the directions. I had to keep asking where the exits were and how much further till the next turn. Eventually, she navigates me off the highway and says we're close. I told her my phone was gonna die soon if we kept the music and maps on and that I have no charger in the car. She's like, 
Oh, it's fine. You can take one of my chargers at the house. But she kept my phone in her lap and kept the music on. Then all chit chat and small talk dies off and she's answering things in one word responses. I'm thinking that she's just looking around for our turn into her neighborhood. But the problem came when I saw the street name I typed in coming up. I said, oh, here's your street. And she says, yeah, go straight. So we passed the street we were supposed to go to and I realized my phone had just died and was sitting in her lap still. I start to get very nervous. I realize we are going in wide circles, constant right turns that are leading further and further from the highway. Honestly, at this point, I'm getting lost. She breaks the silence and says, We're like two minutes away. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. How blessed I am that you came to my rescue. We're going to hang out and have a good time before you head back. I said that I actually wouldn't have that kind of time. She didn't respond. Nothing about the way she said that felt right. She made this little giggle and stared out the window. And after that, there was more silence that really creeped me out. A little further down the road, I see her crack open a beer from a bag that was sitting on the floor. I said to her, seriously? She said, it's fine, it's fine, I'll just chuck it, no problem. I fume silently, praying for her turn to come up like now. I see a gas station and I notice I'm almost on empty. So I pull in and say, hey, I wasn't planning on being out this long. And if I don't head back right now, I'll miss my kiddo's bedtime. I really like to be there for reading before bed. She's like, no problems. I'm just a bit further down after you get your gas. I tell her, you said it was two minutes away about a minute ago, so I figured this is as close as I'm gonna go. That's when the mood switched instantly. Suddenly, she says, I can't pay you here when my cash is at the house, though. Look at the intersection. There's no sidewalk. I'm gonna get hit by a car. It's literally on your way back to the highway. You can drop me off at the neighborhood entrance. It's fine. Come on. I tried to stand firm by saying, no, my family is waiting on me and I've been gone for 40 minutes. And you said it would only take 20 to 25 minutes max. I have to go. Suddenly it struck me. We weren't anywhere near the bus station we originally discussed. Not even close. So she started to get upset and used a tone in her voice that said there would be problems if I didn't take her just a little bit further. And good lord, I did not want any beef. So I turned the car on, smiled and said, oh, okay, hon, just a little further. Oh, shoot, wait, you still need a lighter? She had been begging for one the entire drive, by the way. I said, let me give you a couple of bucks to go grab one for us since we're stopped anyways. I'll pump some gas while you do it. Her tone immediately went back to bright and chipper as she said, oh my God, really? Thanks. I'm gonna make this so, so worth your while. Be back in a sec. She sets down my phone, takes the money, and walks across the parking lot to the store. The second the door closed behind her, I locked the car, threw it in drive, and took off. I drove towards where I thought the highway was and had to stop at another gas station to grab a charger. I powered it up and looked at the map. I took stock of where I was as well as where the bus station was and where the address we were supposed to head to actually was and realized without a doubt that she was completely lying. Probably about everything. I can't be sure if she was aiming to do something nefarious or if she was just lying so I take her further than I originally agreed to. But I learned my lesson that day. Don't trust anyone, especially when giving them rides. I am quite legitimately baffled by this story. I cannot believe for a second that someone could be this dumb to allow some stranger to get a ride with them. I don't care who they are. That is so dangerous. I thought hitchhiking and getting rides from people was a thing of the past. I know there's things like Uber as well as other ride sharing applications, but this situation is completely different. 
different. At least with Uber, as well as some other ride-sharing applications, there's some kind of safety protocol to try and keep you safe. And there's an expectation that, hey, I'm going to be picking up strangers. But this lady did not sign up for that. She did not willingly become an Uber driver or any other kind of ride-sharing driver. She let some random chick into her car. And guess what? This lady led her on a wild goose chase. She led her all over town. It's horrifying. I can only imagine the terror she felt. Thank goodness she was able to find another gas station and get this lady out of her car. But this also begs the other question, what was she looking at on your phone? Like in my mind, I would be checking my bank account, my Venmo, my Cash App, any other application that might have been easily accessible that this lady possibly could have gotten into. This person has no idea what was accessed. She very easily could have transferred money to her own bank account without you knowing. Like this could have gone so much worse than it actually did. Honestly, this is a powerful lesson in being careful and thinking of yourself first. So many people, in my opinion, get in so much danger and life-threatening situations all because they are too nice. There is nothing wrong with saying no. There's nothing wrong with self-preservation and thinking of you and your family first. You absolutely have to think of yourself first and foremost when you're in public or in any kind of situation. You want to know why? Because nobody else will. This is a classic case of a wolf in sheep's clothing. This lady, to the original poster, seemed completely normal, completely fine. In fact, the beginning of the trip seemed actually kind of appropriate. They were laughing and talking as if they were friends. But when it came down to it, this original poster did not know this lady for a second. And this honestly could have ended up so much worse. This was a horror story waiting to happen. And this original poster genuinely got off easy. So remember, the next time you're in public, please be careful and don't give rides to strangers. Because you never know what kind of crazy person's going to sit in your car. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.